welcome to the Museum of Everything. This is a reminder to visitors that flash photography is not permitted. Just do normal photography. Stop showing off. <laughs> Right, cheers, cheers and thanks, thanks and, and cheers. cheers. Okay, thanks, thanks, cheers. Cheers. Thanks. All right, there. Uh, glad you could all make it to the museum today. As you may have noticed, the car park has been taken over by a group of dirty-haired road protesters. At least that's what they look like. They're actually archaeologists. <laughs> Filthy <laughs> beasts. Now, we have been assured that they are well-respected in their field, but they're not in their field. They're in our car park. Dirty, Dirty beggars. beggars. <laughs> Nevertheless, the new curator says we have to have them. So you'll have a chance later to see them doing a live dig. If watching some science hippies flicking at bits of mud with toothbrushes floats your boat. <laughs> Apologies for the smell in the cafeteria. One of the archaeologists calling himself the Mole has gone maverick. <laughs> and dug his way to freedom. Which unfortunately involved his tunnel coming up right through the main soil pipe. Still, it makes a pleasant change from the usual cafeteria stench. Of pasties, bleach, and dangerously acidic squash. <laughs> so remember, archaeology isn't nearly as dull as it looks. It's much duller than that. Cheers, Cheers then. <laughs> Right, everyone here, Headkeeper Jones? All present and correct, Your Lordship. Right, uh, I've called this meeting to introduce you all to a new member of staff, Jonathan. Welcome to Brawley Safari Park Anzu. Jonathan, of course, replaces the previous replacement to the replacement of the chap who replaced the replacement for Michael, the replacement to the first replacement who was, of course, eaten, as indeed were all his replacements. <laughs> so welcome, Jonathan. Good luck, mate. Right, 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 great, great. Well, Jonathan, I'm not sure what you're used to, but we're a pretty informal bunch, hence me wearing a dressing gown all the time. A lot of these safari parks are boring, safety-conscious places. Here we just like a bully good laugh. If you don't believe me, ask old Charlie the crocodile keeper. Pop your hand up, Charlie, so he can see you. Sorry, hook. Pop your hook up. Good man. Any sign of that leg? Uh, nothing yet, your lordship. Right, right. Well, Snappy will have to go to the toilet at some point. <laughs> You've picked a very good day to join us here, Jonathan, because Wednesday is open day at the zoo. Yay! Where we open all the cages and the gates and let the families really get stuck in. Very popular with the young and old. Well, not so much the old. Or the lame, stragglers as we call them. <laughs> they do tend to bear the brunt of it, but hey-ho, if you can't outrun a bull elephant, you shouldn't really come to Brawley Safari Park. Uh, now, staff, I'm afraid we are going to need someone to clip the clag nuts off of Tessa the Rhino. Any volunteers? New boy, new boy, new boy, Right, new right, boy. right, right, right. You're quite right, new boy it is. Uh, something for you to look forward to, Jonathan. She's aggressive but fair, old Tessa. Uh, you could probably borrow Charlie's nail scissors. He's not going to need them now, are you, Hooky? No, your lordship. Don't mind me, Jonathan. You won't find much of the old BC brigade here. They say you shouldn't allow the mentally ill to wander into the lion enclosure. But that's just madness gone politically correct. <laughs> Openness is what Paul is all about. Letting people get really close to the animals. And letting the animals get really close to the people. Yes, we have fences. But they're made of ladders. <laughs> 
Now, Jonathan, we do have a bit of a silly initiation shenanigan for you. I'll go in with you, but we like you to meet the Tigers on day one, so just pop on this meat hat. And, uh, <laughs> Keeper Jones, you slip the steak down his kecks, would you? Oh, it's not safe, but Max Boyce, it's funny. Right, right. Let's see if we can't break the park record. 40 seconds. Off you go. <laughs> Head keeper Jones, see about a replacement for Jonathan, would you? For those visitors filling out our museum quiz sheets, the correct answers were seven, the deputy prime minister, Billy Piper, and about the depth of a thumb. <laughs> Binky, he never saw the truck come in. There, there, Elaine. At least you didn't keep his collar as a memento. I don't know, John. I had him since he was a pup. I'd just like something else to remember him, boy. Taxidermy, boss? Uh, I- I'm sorry? You want taxidermy, my friend? Uh, no. <laughs> Uh, n- no, no, thank you. It's it's all right. Oh, hang on, John. Maybe getting Binky stuffed would be nice. Taxidermy lady, very quick. <laughs> uh, n- no, no, no. Look, he- he's obviously an unlicensed taxidermist. <laughs> we'll get a proper one. Very quick, very cheap. Well, it's nearly midnight. It might be ages till we find a proper taxidermist. <laughs> oh, um, all-, all right. Um, how much? What do you want stuffed? A dog. Cut. No, no, a dog. Oh, yeah, yeah, dog, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> fifteen pound. Right, um, he's saying fifteen pound. All animal, fifteen pound. What? Even an elephant? Fifteen pound. <laughs> Do you know how to stuff an elephant? Yeah, yeah. You show me, eh? <laughs> you got A to Z. Just say yes, John, it'll be fine. Oh, well, all right, um, are you sure you know how to stuff animals? Yeah, yeah, boss, give here. There you go, boss. But that's just a mess. There's bits everywhere. 20 pound, boss. You said 15. 20 pound. Very big cut. It was a dog. Yeah, big dog. 20 pound. While I get my brother, we stuff you too. Just give him the money, John. Let's forget about it. This is outrageous. This is the last time I use an unlicensed taxidermist. There's your money. Thanks, boss. What? No tip? <laughs> so, with any luck, the dinosaur skeletons should be uh, just through here. Hello there. Welcome to the gift shop. Would you like a rubber in the shape of a crocodile? Oh, dear. No. Uh, sorry, I was, I was looking for the dinosaur skeletons exhibition. Uh, happens all the time. Just go through that door over there, sir. That'll take you right through. Oh, good. Uh, thanks. Come on, Jamie. Are we going to see the dinosaurs now, Daddy? Yes, just through... Uh, was it this door? Yes, that's right. Just through there. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Oh, hang on. Hello, welcome to the gift shop. Can I interest you in a Thomas a Beckett snow globe? Oh, um, we just left the gift shop. Sorry, I was, I was looking for the dinosaur skeletons for my son. Ah, well, you're in the gift shop here, sir. Just go through that door over there, the one with a dino footprint on it. That'll take you to dinosaur skeletons. Uh, thanks. Okay. I don't believe this. Hello, welcome to the gift shop. What the... Sorry, do you not want the gift shop? No. Ah, uh, just go back through that door then, sir. Okay, right. Oh. Hello, welcome to the gift shop. Did you find the dinosaurs? 
No. Well, we've got some dinosaur pencil tops or Mary Queen of Scots themed yoghurt, if you want. (laughs) This is very odd. Look, how do we get back into the museum itself, please? Every door we go through seems to lead us back to the gift shop. Oh, I see. Well, just go back through the big door at the back. Or this one. Yes, the one marked back to the Museum of Everything. Then can we see the dinosaurs, Daddy? Yes, yes, we can. Hello, sir. Welcome to the gift shop. Can I interest you in a box of Turkish delight in the shape of the pleaser John Osborne? Oh. Look, please, we don't want the gift shop. We wanted to look at the dinosaur skeletons. I'm sorry, sir. Why not cheer yourself up with an inflatable Helena Troy? No, we're leaving. Come on, Jamie. Hello, sir. Welcome to the gift shop. Three pack of polystyrene stunt planes. No, look, I just want to go home now. Car parks out the glass doors there, sir. Oh, look, you can see it. Oh, yes. Well, thank goodness. Welcome to the gift shop. Daddy, I want to go home. Yes, I know. Welcome to the gift shop. Jellied rendering of the Taj Mahal. Oh, dear. Chuck Ice. Henry VIII bookmark. Oh, let me out of here. Good afternoon, sir. Welcome to the Dinosaur Skeletons Gallery. Only kidding, it's the gift shop. (laughs) Toffee Octopus. Gonk. Harry Potter Barometer. Tiny lead siege weapons. No, no, no. Look, please, there must be some way I can get out of here. I've tried all the doors. They all lead back in here. Do they? Oh, let me try. If I don't come back, would you mind looking after the gift shop? No. All right, mate. Uh, Is this the gift shop? Yes, it is, yes. Right, I was looking for the Japanese kabuki gallery. Would you like a Winston Churchill pencil sharpener? (laughs) Or perhaps a packet of dinosaur pencils? No, 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 thanks. I'm looking for the Japanese kabuki gallery. Try that door. Oh, back again. Hello. Hello. Welcome Welcome to to the the gift gift shop. signal for me, not for you. (laughs) Nobody's going home until somebody hands back the Elgin marbles. (laughs) It's time for your tea, love. What is all that hammering? You're still building the life-size cutty sock in weekly instalments? Don't be silly, Mum. Boats are sold last week. Now I'm building the life-size bridge over the River Kwai. <laughs> oh, you dangerous loner. That's right. In Newsagents Now, from the publishers that brought you the utterly impractical Build the Life-Size Cutty Sark, another amazing new magazine collection. Build the life-size bridge over the River Kwai. I love the River Kwai. So much so I built a bridge. I love the River Kwai. I made it from bamboo. Yes! Fill the void in your empty life as Build the Life-Size Bridge Over the River Kwai pointlessly grows over 270 weekly parts into a slightly distasteful one-to-one scale model of the Bridge Over the River Kwai. Issue One's magazine comes with a free ring binder and a ring binder in which to put your ring binder. Use it to store your futile collection and provide an attractive talking point for any lonely set. All for a special price of only 98 pence. Regular price, a million pounds. Issue One also comes with the perfect complement to your life-size bridge over the River Kwai. A free River Kwai. Look out, Mom! Build the life-size bridge over the River Kwai. It's like having a massive bamboo bridge in your bedroom.
demonstration of armor-making from two of the country's top medieval weapons experts. Is that the, uh, the uh, breastplate you're working on there? Yeah, yeah, it is, yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Thanks, sir. Uh, I have to say I very much admire the uh, chainmail that you're wearing there. Thank you. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll let you into a secret. It's actually a loose-weave jumper that I've painted silver. Really? <laughs> As you know, I am a man who, some would say, has had more than his first share of sciatica. Nasty. Mm, I'm afraid chainmail plays havoc with me allergies. I also have a problem with the chainmail. As you know, I am what my doctor rather cruelly described as clinically hirsute. And, well, the chainmail has led to some horrible trappage, uh, leading to a nasty plucking effect. Um... I was losing what could only be described as clumps. Well, that is unpleasant. Yeah, I've had to entirely shave down there. Right. Of course, I could have just worn some underwear, but, you know, that's the benefit of hindsight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I was meaning to say that uh, that engraved arm grieve and gauntlet set you made. Oh, yes, yeah. First off, it's lovely. The craftsmanship is extraordinary. Mm-hmm. But I've got to ask, did you use a lot of copper in the making? Trace elements, certainly. I, I, I thought so. I wasn't going to say, because, as I mentioned, the craftsmanship's extraordinary, oh, but uh, my arm's gone green. Oh, dear. I am sorry to hear about that. Is that oxidisation? Initially, yes. As you know, I am a man given to horribly dense perspiration. Yeah. I believe that the uh, fluid levels, particularly within the grieve, were inch for inch on a par with the Amazon Basin oh, or a long dear. weekend in Norfolk. I mean, that, it, that, it, well, I, I'm in shock. Well... You know, at the risk of bringing on one of your flushes, I'm sorry to tell you that the combination of moisture, oxidisation, and what can only be described as a profound allergic reaction to copper has meant that my forearm is entirely overrun by a gangrenous infection. Oh, dear, well, I've got an antiseptic compound that might be efficacious in this situation. Right. I don't know if you recall, but I had similar complications last year with the uh, Teutonic helmet incident. Oh, that was nasty, yes. Yeah. If it's the same incident I'm mm. thinking of, did you not somehow trap your forelip in the hinging mechanism of the visor? That's right, yeah. Yes, I did, yeah. My lip swelled up horribly like a medieval Mick Jagger. Who'd horribly trapped his lip in the beaver of a 14-pound battle helmet. Exactly. That is the image I was reaching for. Uh, of course, I couldn't remove the helmet until the swelling had gone down a week of soup and antibiotics later. And that was followed by a nasty belt of depression, was it? It was, yeah, yeah. And I got myself out of that with St John's wort. Uh, though, to be fair, without clinical testing, to back up the results, it could just easily have been a placebo effect. But leaving my lip aside... Which you almost had to do, did you not? I did. They nearly had to take it off. I'd have had to make do with a prosthetic lip, which would have made certain words very difficult to say. Mm. The word prosthetic being amongst the worst of them, I suspect. (laughs) Exactly. That would have been the bitter irony. No, still... (laughs) We'd better get on. Indeed. Yes, this spiked mace isn't going to finish itself before five o'clock. to announce that the Nostalgia Gallery has now reopened after its two-month closure for renovation. Oh, do you remember the way it was, though? Brilliant. I loved it before they changed it all round. Trustees, members of the board, thanks very much for coming along. Now, when I first joined this museum six months ago from Chessington World of Adventure, it was going downhill. It was my job to get it back on track as an educational resource that people actually wanted to visit. And by people, I mean families. Families with kids and money. No. It's not a dirty word. (laughs) Now, I faced a lot of resistance. I'm talking about you, Jeff. I'm talking about you, Elaine. A lot of people have said to me, Dave, we're not sure an exhibition on Burmese civil rights needs a gimmick. (laughs) Well, if we thought that way at Chessington, it would still be a zoo and not a world 
of adventure. <laughs> so, ladies and gentlemen, let me talk you through what I've done as I present the Burmese struggle for civil rights experience. <laughs> okay, picture the scene. We are deep in the Burmese jungle. It's hot, it's close, it's muggy. Life is hard for the poor Burmanese. But what's this coming through the jungle? Is it a lion? Is it a tiger? Is it a right-wing military dictator? Let me give you a clue. That's right, it's a dinosaur. Um, Dave? Yeah, OK, some questions. Yes, Elaine? Oh, well, just one question, really. What do you think you're doing? I am trying to bend a kiddie's mind round the idea of human rights. By using dinosaurs? By using dinosaurs, yes, yes. OK, Jeff, you have a question. Uh, yeah. What have dinosaurs got to do with Burma? Let's turn that question on its head and ask, what's Burma got to do with anything? <laughs> you're the one with the boring display, Jeff. What? I'm just trying to make it profitable. I mean, interesting. <laughs> Burma's lucky I've given it dinosaurs. And the struggle for human rights is still very much at the centre of the experience. Oh, really? Why don't you take a look at T-Rex's tiny, impractical arms? What's he holding? That's right. It's a laminated bit of A4 with the word freedom on it. <laughs> What's the point of this? Oh, no, no. No, you're right, Elaine. We've had a lot of fun with the dinosaurs, but this display, of course, has a very serious message. A message that we must never lose sight of. Would you... Care to please press the red button on the Diplodocus' snout. Now visit the gift shop. <laughs> right, I think this meeting's over. Ah, oh, not again. Oh, first the Anne Frank house, now you lot. What has everyone got against dinosaurs? <laughs> now visit the gift shop. Uh, hi, everyone. Yeah, thanks for coming to this week's meeting of the Museum of Everything Poetry Society, or Moe Posok, as uh, <laughs> we like to call it. Uh, good to see so many new faces. Uh, in fact, good to see entirely new faces. Oh, yeah, glad no one from last week came back. They were clearly troubled. So tonight we're going to be looking at some poems, or as they say in Newcastle, poems. Uh, so this week I thought we'd start with maybe... Oh. Hello, hello. Well done. Uh, Don't mind us. Well done. Safety first. Poetry, is it? Uh, yes. Would you like to join us? Certainly would. Big fans of the poetry. Here's one for you. There, there was, was a young, young fellow called Billy. Billy who had an incredible... Yeah, yeah, it's not really about reading your own poems, are uh, Right-o. Well done. Played Radley. Thunder! Tell you which poet we do like is that purple Ronnie fella. Funny, funny. <laughs> Music cards. You know the sort of thing. Um, I like wearing pants. I wear them every day. Even though they're frilly, it doesn't mean I'm gay. With deepest sympathy, etc., etc. <laughs> Witty ditty. Laughs are plenty. Slightly smutty. Smightly slutty. Spooner! Yeah. Look, guys, if you don't mind, I really wanted the group to just talk about Coleridge's Kubla Khan. Kubla Khan? Is that the Indian on Chiswick High Road? Uh, no, it's not, no, no. Actually, I could murder a curry. Chicken tikka. Lamb dancer. Alu gobi. Alu to you two. Hilarious. Yeah, look, uh, <laughs> Kubla Khan is nothing to do with curry. It's, it's a wonderfully vivid, imaginative poem. Uh, Liz, I think you were going to read it for us, weren't you? Uh, yes. 
In Xanadu did Kubla Khan a stately pleasure dome decree. Stately pleasure dome? Sounds a bit like the Queen's boobies to me. Top rack. Steady. <laughs> Guys, you know, I, I don't want to get all boringly authoritarian here, but Liz was reading a poem, yeah? Oh, right, we are reading poems, are we? Here's another one for you. It's more of a limerick, actually. No, no, I'm sorry. Uh, limericks are okay, as long as the first line doesn't finish with the word Nantucket. Right. Um, that pretty much counts most of yeah. ours out. Bad show. Poor form. Off. Early bath. Thunder! Look, why don't you two just shut up and let him speak? Some of us are actually interested in poetry rather than listening to two stuck-up posh wazzocks. Strict nanny. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks, Liz. Uh, you're all powder your elbow. Um, perhaps we could now look at those haikus I asked everyone to uh, look at last week. Haiku? Kuhai! Yes, obviously, it's, it's a traditional Japanese poetic form. Uh, five syllables in the first line, seven in the second, five in the last, and it must include an image of nature. Five, seven, five, eh? Well done, safety first. Well, that's five. Your turn. Quite right. Bally ho, top whack. Seven. Now you finish off. Got stuck, damn. Only two syllables to go. Yeah, and you must include an image of nature. Thunder! <laughs> okay, right, cheers then, thanks then, cheers. Okay, thank you, cheers. Right, I hope everyone's got their wellies on because it is time to get muddy. Because as we mentioned earlier, the museum's car park has been dug up by archaeologists and guess what they found? That's right, the body of Mr Harding, who used to run the gift, gift shop. But who disappeared in mysterious circumstances. <laughs> Not so mysterious now, of course. It seems he crossed the powerful leather bookmark industry once too often. <laughs> but underneath the corpse of Mr. Harding, bizarrely leathered and tattooed as it was with a golden rendering of Anne Hathaway's house, <laughs> the archaeologists have found some fascinating finds. Or maybe they haven't. It all looks like lumps of mud to me, to be honest. So why don't we hand you over to the chap who'll be showing you round the dig today, moderately successful actor-turned-TV archaeology expert, Tony Barley Sugar. Hello! I'm Tony Barley Sugar. The face of television archaeology. And not just because I've aged badly. We all know Sutton who. But now we have to ask Sutton how. Sutton why? And Sutton when? As you know, we're digging up the Museum of Everything car park and we've only got three days. Cadenza, have we found anything yet? No, why do we only have three days? Because it's more interesting. Yeah, but why three days? I mean, you can't do anything worthwhile in three days. No, don't just play the music. I mean three days. I'm a proper archaeologist. If you're a proper archaeologist, what are you doing working with me? Well, can't stand here talking. We've only got three days. Let's have a look in Trench 2 and see what Pete's dug up. Pete. Oh, hello, Tony. The geo-fizz boys tell me we may be onto the biggest Roman find in history. Yeah, I think we are. Well, you don't seem very excited. What? No, no, sorry. I was thinking about something else. Yeah, it uh, looks like we've uncovered an entire Roman villa and bathhouse complex. It's the sort of discovery that could rewrite archaeological textbooks and make us all very famous. Wow, that's incredible. Is it? Is it really, Tony? Yeah. But is it? I mean, really. Of course it is. But compared to the Romans, I mean, we're pretty rubbish, aren't we? 
Pete, I, I don't really... Look at this. It's a piece of third-century glassware. Wow. Do you see the detailed filigree decoration round the base? Yes. I couldn't do that. I wouldn't know where to start. I can't even draw fingers. <laughs> but you did dig it out. Oh, clever old me. <laughs> Pete, are you all right? You're crying. They pretty much did everything, the Romans. And they did it first, and they did it better. We've achieved nothing that even comes close to Hadrian's Wall. Newcastle? Not close geographically, you jumped-up kids presenter. All right, come on now, Pete. There's no need to get abusive. I know you like the Romans, but that didn't help them survive the Dark Ages, did it? The Dark Ages? The Dark Ages? Don't get me started on the Dark Ages. If the Dark Ages were so dark, right, why did they have Beowulf and we have... Airwolf. Tell me that. Okay, play the drums. Kill yourself. Your society's doomed. Pete, have you been talking to Simon Sharma again? Yes. <laughs> right. Let's see what Geofiz are up to. Yeah, all right, all right, all right. They're annoying me now. So, Geofiz, what have we got? Oh, it's that bloke off the telly. Didn't you used to be? Yeah, I used to be, but now I'm not. Oh, go on, go on, say it. No. Go on. I've got a clever scheme, my lord. <laughs> do the voice, do the voice. I've got a clever scheme, my lord. <laughs> that you brilliant. <laughs> yeah. So, you've been using the big computer to show us what this site might have looked like 2,000 years ago. Can you talk us through it? Sure. Uh, well, here's the main area or forum. Mm -hmm. uh, here's a nice fountain. Yeah. And uh, this is where they play Quidditch. Quidditch. <laughs> yeah. Have you been using the big computer to try and get a job doing special effects on the next Harry Potter film? No. <laughs> Who's that supposed to be in front of the forum? Hermione. <laughs> and what is Hagrid doing? All right, all right, all right, I'll delete it. <laughs> right, well, it's the end of day one, and what have we found? Well, nothing, but still two days to go. So... Sorry, over here. Come and have a look at Trench 3. Oh, is this a new trench? Yeah, we've opened it up for you. You know, Tony, how we were talking about what future generations will make of our civilization when they dig us up? Uh, yes. Well, we were thinking that really one of the most exciting things they could possibly find would be, say, a TV personality, very much like yourself. Right. So we've come up with a clever scheme, my lord. <laughs> just, just don't, all right? Sorry. Anyway, what do you think to the idea of us burying you for future posterity? Oh, goodness me, how exciting. I'd be a living, breathing archaeological exhibit. Well, not so much living or breathing. <laughs> yeah, you will be covered in about six foot of loose earth. Brilliant! In I go! <laughs> and now we just fill in the hole! Wow, this is pretty exciting. I imagine this is how Tutankhamun must have felt. Tony, could you lie down, mate? It'll be much easier for us to cover you yeah, up. Yeah, right you are. <laughs> Well, I'm really getting a taste for what it must have been like to be buried alive. It's, it's, it's brilliant. Right, bring in the JCB. <laughs> well, that's why there's always one hanging around archaeological digs. <laughs> right, so, uh, that's all from us. And remember, only archaeologists really dig it. <laughs> oh, I can't breathe. Was the Museum of Everything, written and performed by Marcus Brigstock, Danny Robbins and Dan Tetzel with Lucy Montgomery. Original music by Dominic Haslam and Ben Walker. The producer was Alex Walsh-Taylor. Some more of those quiz answers...
true nine? And the answer to the Meg Ryan question was yes, yes, oh yes, 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 oh yes, oh yes, 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 yes. So well done to anyone who got that right.